Hello everyone, this is Kiki with Navrad and Kiki's Turd Talk. And today we have one of the local protesters here in Bakersfield by the name of Alexander. Introduce yourself and tell them why you feel we need a change in Kern County. Well, hello, my name is Alexander. Uh, I'm a young man born and raised out here in Kern County. I'm originally from Lamont, but I've lived in Bakersfield for many years now. Um, I've lived in Kern County most of my life, but not all of my life. Mm-hmm. I have lived uh, in other parts of California and I've visited outside of the country as well. And that has been an important part of the formation of why I believe we need a change here in Kern County. And it's not because I want us to become some other place, but it's because I see that by going to other places, by seeing environments where the people are more involved and where the systems are in many ways a lot more correctly constructed. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it's, it sort of makes me see the disparity that we have here 
in Kern County here in Bakersfield uh, when it comes to uh, the legitimacy of our power. Right. You know, I know that a lot of people are essentially stripped of their ability to have any sort of say in our community. And these are all citizens. You know, this is, of course, to say nothing of the large immigrant population mm-hmm. um, about papers. But, um, you know, I'm talking about even just citizens, many, many people who are in the wrong part of district, you know, or who are along the wrong part of a dividing line, um, oftentimes don't get tended to. And this problem has been compounded again and again and again and again in the development of our area. And that's something that I've learned, not just by visiting other places, but by being here and learning our history and seeing how uh, our city and our county operates. And what do you think would be the change that Kern County needs? Do you think that people are going to riot like the LA riots? Or do you feel that the protest is going to dissolve? Like what, what, what do you feel is the difference in now? Well, so, I mean, the rest of the country obviously went through a lot. And we even here in Bakersfield probably went through more than we're used to seeing. You know, there are people out on the streets, there were some confrontations. And of course, unfortunately, there was even the loss of life. Right. Um, going forward, um, I, I can see more happening, but I, I would say that the strategy of the mass manifestation is going to be less effective out here mm-hmm. um, than it would be in, in a large city. I mean, part of that is just down Uh, to the density of the population, Mm -hmm. but also the fact that there are some very strong divides between communities and it is difficult to get numbers out on the streets. Um, And I mean, on top of that, the streets aren't exactly designed for foot traffic. Um, So it's difficult to sort of agglomerate a lot of manpower together out here Mm -hmm. so i think we're going to have to exercise a lot of caution if we want to create change because we really have to aim directly at the sources of power right um, which includes both government and business right and um i was talking to one of the other protesters last night we had a heavy two-hour protest late night talk and i really feel that our government our governor needs to step in because it's so toxic here everyone is jumping on i'm not saying that i want people alex to jump on board because i'm black and i and and i want them to save me no i'm i'm talking about how the culture here is and they're not even changing and calling out to protesters and saying that it's an unlawful assembly and then have just one of the incidences have a man with, with swastikas, whether he's reformed or not, his outside said what he did was true. Because I know a lot of people that have swastikas that I love and that have rebel flags and stuff that, that are not racist. And I know that's an oxymoron, but sometimes they get pinned down when they're teenagers and they make them put it on, you know? Yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't talk about that. Yeah. People can change their hearts, but it has to be legitimate. And a lot of people don't change their hearts. Right. And they claim they have. But when I see that man running live on Facebook, I'm like, oh my God. Like, he literally just lit a cigarette. And then the the two officers are just like they're his bouncers. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They didn't even give him his Miranda rights. The indentation on the guy's freaking windshield. And if everyone has watched freaking Discovery or 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 I was that whiz guy, the science guy, whatever his name is, we've all Bill learned Nye. Bill Nye. Everyone has everyone has learned science in some shape or form or about Newton's law and gravity. Okay, everybody to see the indentation of that poor boy's body in his windshield and they still can't convict him because they didn't give him his Miranda rights. We should call 
the governor. Oh, but wait, he's not answering. So you know what? We have to start writing him. And it can't just be one person. Even if we get the, the, the California students that are here in Bakersfield to write him every single day and just photocopy it, because you got time, utilize my tax dollars to freaking write the governor and tell them that we are not safe here in Kern County. Because everybody else is changing. Everybody else is changing. They even got it to where Alexander the freaking news don't even tell them the truth about what's going on. I mean, the girl, the Black Lives Matter activist, when they burnt the <clears throat> when they burnt the target, she got more airtime than we have. And she was telling people how it was. We are under siege in our government here. Yeah. You know, and, and that's been that's been the situation out here for many years, as far as I understand. You know, I've had the opportunity of being able to speak with a lot of community activists, community leaders over the years. Mm -hmm. And um, the impression that I have generally is that out here it is exceptionally an uphill battle. Um, I mean, you know, there's there's sort of a, a nasty, but I think realistic viewpoint of Bakersfield as the armpit of California. And the reality of that is there's a lot of waste, a lot of excess that gets pushed our way. And, and the people here in the continue that cycle, the people in charge continue to push away all these you know, problems uh, because they don't see it as their own. As long as they don't have to experience it themselves, they don't really care that things get solved. They just don't want it to be visible. Right. And um, that's where kind of the, the end result of a lot of that happening. Mm -hmm. You know, you can imagine all of, you know, people keep passing the buck and passing the buck. Well, it's got to end up somewhere. And Bakersfield is one of those kinds of places that the delegation of responsibility ends up in. We you know, have, um, we have, we have a, a problem. Okay. No, no, we, 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 Houston, Kern County, we have a problem because see, I worked in healthcare, Alex, for like 20 something years. They used to at the heart hospital, when I worked at the heart hospital, they, the, the, the LA police department used to drop off vagrants at our place. Like it was a drive-by yeah. shooting, like something off of a freaking TV show, right? Right. And so imagine how many other hot, they couldn't do it at Kern County, KMC, because you know, the, the sheriffs are there. They would get right. fined. Kern County never had displacement with people getting thrown there because the police department was there. And I know it sucks, but I really feel because of the disparity here, and I know this sounds like an oxymoron, but they should have cops at all of them. Do you know how many how many times we were well, shut I mean, down? I, with think, I think the more essential thing, more, more than just cops, there has to be a way for the community to be aware of what's going on right. in the very community. You know, it doesn't have to be cops. It's just, it's had to be cops because unfortunately part of this problem is that it's been hard to get, you know, the common people in, in positions where they're involved and they're informed, you know, and but when we're they all do, kind of working together. It's very difficult. But when they do, Alex, when they do, they always find shit to get rid of them. Just like the dude from the net, the 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 the, the um, NAACP, the, they, his wife freaking lied on him, and it was all on the news, and it was a lie. It's like little stuff like that. As soon as you're uh, 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 trying to defeat the system, like I, I, the days are blurring, but I have it on my live. You can see it in the group. A drone was taking pictures of a son. Yep. And and it's like, you know, it's like ridiculous. Majority of us are wearing masks. So I don't know who you're trying to get. But we're we're in need of the government to intervene with this because I'm done. If every other person is having like Sandra Bland bills. And 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 Tiana Taylor bills like getting rid of getting rid of the uh, murder warrant, you know. 
if we have places that are being very progressive and you have the fucking sheriffs telling us that it's unlawful assembly and we're going to take your cars and put you in jail if you don't stop. Yeah. And then they, of course, were facing us when the danger was many times coming from the opposition. Yes. People trying to keep us down. Yes. Having, having the good old boys change their name because they're getting rid of the Confederate flag and, and, and calling us mud monkeys. And then it's disgusting how, how I'm hearing my fellow brothers and sisters that are Mexican because they're with the movement that I'm calling you out, you freaking dummies. Mexicans, you are dumb. I don't know which ones of y'all are the ones putting mud on you and, and calling people mud monkeys and stuff. That's stupid. Do you know what a mud monkey is? Is you too, dummy? There's no no place for that. There's no place for that. Just because you are a different shade and you got good hair and you don't need a perm or a relaxer, it don't make you white. (laughs) Yeah. It don't make you white. It doesn't have to be so uh, appealing. You know, I think a lot of times... What prevents positive change is the insane amount of stupid prejudices that we have against each other. Yes, you but know, it's, it's outward just, here. It's you know, very outward you know, here. Colorism, sexism, whatever. I mean, all the isms, you know, they take over our minds and prevent us from solving the very real problems that affect us all. Yes. You know. And the reason why I have this podcast is to let Kern County know. Because see, Romeo ain't here. Where is that Captain save a Yeah, I'm talking to you. I mean, he's never done anything... Positive. ...of worth anything. Yeah, worth but think anything, of the toxicity really, of listening... Career, as far as I can recall. But think about the toxicity of listening to that. Even though that you're against it, you're forced to listen to it. That's that systematic system. Well, you know, and that's what tells me that the battle we're engaged in is a very, very deep one because you're really, you're up against so many things in so many different ways. It's not necessarily that everything that you're up against is working with itself, but, you know, you've got the media over here and that has its divisions. You know, you have popular psychology that has its ways of working, you know, the government, all their special interests, you know, everything kind of works to make it difficult to know what's even going on, mm-hmm. you know? And and so I think something that we have to figure out, this is sort of a puzzle for those of us, you know, activists, organizers, however you want to put it, um, is how to get uh, the public to want to ask its own questions. Right. You know, how to get the public to want to have, you know, an actual ownership over their piece of the puzzle. Correct. Um, because what we are dealing with is a, is a puzzle. You know, mm-hmm. the issues that have come up in the past weeks of, of brutality, of racism, of ignorance, of chaos, destruction, all of these things, they all lie within all of us mm-hmm. in one way or another. And we're not going to solve these things by continuing to be ignorant of systems that control us all of ideas that have their various ways with us. You know, a lot of people like to think that that they're in control of themselves. Hmm. But I think the reality is, you know, we are all sort of like puppets. Yeah. And the way to break away from that is to realize that structure because otherwise it, it's going to stay a game. Yeah. And and it's like, you know, I, I, I told Michelle and them in the group, I have the GoFundMe. I said, we have to have the foundation. We have to have a foundation to where, oh, you don't want to listen, but you can't stop me from building a museum or a camp and then start implementing stuff. You know, if I have to drive to Sacramento to say, you know, the governor's not listening, we we can set camp out there. We just have collect some freaking money and wash some cars for a freaking dollar when they officially open us back up and, and start yeah, we doing. we have to be prepared to do anything. Yeah, because it's like we have to raise money. Like, literally, I have the GoFundMe until September, and it's on Facebook. And so it's four plane tickets for us to um, have plane tickets because we have we can't just be here. We have to have a goal. My goal was to raise money to where we can get at least 20 of us 
to go march and be there comfortably because that's an anniversary we that i we have to show that culture do you know when you show someone that culture that it'll go into wildfire because of the electric and then they bring that back with them yeah that's the longevity term right there when you bring that culture back with you the electric is so freaking positive to to where you can't even you can't even freaking penetrate that to do things like that to have to have our babies you know have people have have all white black whatever go to cape coast fuck going to mexico for a little bit we all know about it it's nothing wrong with mexico but let's start where we started let's 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 take them to freaking africa maybe if you saw the freaking slave quarters maybe you would understand our pain yeah and you know in a lot of ways the situation of modern africa um is an echo of the situation of africa from many centuries ago mm-hmm. you know even though you know the legality of slavery has been put into question um there's still exploitation of african countries by foreign powers and by the governments in africa yeah you know i mean the fact is african people are still as oppressed as they were hundreds of years ago even though technically the nations of the world claim slavery no longer exists right it's a rose by any other name it's still a rose now you have china infiltrating ghana and all in nigeria and stuff and i got mm. brothers and sisters telling me that they want me to help them um come over here and i said i would but a covid they would take you you would be they if i bought a plane ticket for you right now cuz it's only $80 I bought a plane ticket for you right now cuz you have a passport. They would detain you because you're black. Yeah. So I told them, I said, I know this is ridiculous, but I said, I'm not financially able to get y'all over here yet. <clears throat> you know? But it it hurts me. The disparity of how we have homeless people. Kern County, listen to me when you say all lives matter. Oh my god, are you out there with the homeless that I had to put that the church the, the boy was I had a park and put him where his home was was behind the church and then the church because I swear they knew that that boy was protesting with us and it was an oil deal they kicked him out. Yeah, I heard about that. You actually told me about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know We're getting food donated to us. I know we do in God's work, but we have to be organized cuz that's why the 12 disciples had always had an organization. They were activists. Yeah, that's how it's always worked. I mean, history, you know, I'm a history major and uh I I I love studying history, political movements, social movements, and it's always necessary for if there's a group of people that can that can agree to work with each other for them to invest in working with each other. Mhm. And the irony of how the reason why Jesus started protesting is because of how they were stoning people. Isn't that kind of what we're going through right now? Yeah, I mean it's just a long history of persecution that mm-hmm. you know, a lot of us in human history want to try to help, you know, and mistakes can be made, but then there are also some people that don't even want to help the situation. They want to make it worse. You know. And yeah. and it's like more yeah. so now because the nasty little thing called media. I I watched the television show. I did not read the book, but my friend says I should read the book. But season 1 to American Gods is what we're going through right now. Mm. How how if you didn't watch it or whatever, but how media was allowing the American Gods, the American Gods was like if you came from Ireland and you believed in uh of uh, leprechauns and you would feed the leprechauns you would always have luck or whatever but when they came here right. to America and got off the ship and everything as peasants it's like they still could like even though that they were white it's like they still could you know get money and stuff right there were free slaves there were free black people but every time you have somebody that 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 was of color that had money they kill them that's what black wall street is And it's kind of funny that Mr. Sir Trump is going to black to to black uh 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 um Jesus Black Wall Street. 
And he's not talking about the freaking Showtime show, you know, with Cheadle. He's not talking about that. But see, people don't know their history. So they just think that he's going, oh, the black people were very successful. No, bitch. People from Oklahoma, which predominantly is here in freaking Kern County. We just got the racist batch. Burnt those African-Americans to the ground. Allensworth, here in your own hometown. Y'all got rid of it. You can't even plant a turnip there. The soil is so fucked up and the water is so Uh fucked up. So when you, when you when you tell me when you Pure tell time. when you tell me that it's like you know all lies matter, think about the stuff that is displaced in front of you, and you say you have your own community. Yeah, when you did give us a community, you give us a fucked up one that you wouldn't even live on. Oh, what were you trying to say, babe? So, like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I I think that I mean th- this this is kind of the thing. It's hard to know sometimes how to act with all of this going on mm-hmm. because there is so much to address. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we get reminded of a certain part of it really strongly, but this is holistic. You know, we can never forget. You know, and, and I think that's what's very good about you bringing up, you know, like, where were you in this? You know, if you say all lives matter, how could you say this other thing? You know, when a lot of times people just want to defeat a viewpoint because they don't agree with the p- kinds of people that have a viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And they just don't even really try to understand it. And they just defeat it. And they don't think about the implications. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's no understanding. Again, I mean, I, this is the point that I'm going to hammer again and again and again. There has to be an understanding of the systems that we find ourselves in, Mm -hmm. you know? So when it comes down to like, for example, the problem of homelessness, you know, that comes into the question of the mental health system, the families internally, you know, uh, child support, right? Education, Mm -hmm. the availability of jobs, veterans affairs, right? All of those questions come into play with that. And so I think rather than necessarily expecting ourselves to know every detail about every little thing mm-hmm. i think it's good to learn what we can i mean you know don't overload on anything right. but more than anything create an attitude that's ready and willing to enact change where it needs to happen right you know an attitude that knows how to recognize problems mm-hmm. an attitude that knows how to recognize the certain forces at play in a system a critical attitude, you know, um, and sure that that happens with education, but we also have to ask ourselves since we're in the middle of a historical moment, how we can sort of jumpstart right um, in everybody. You right. know, we have to focus on on creating positive change because you know, and, and again, you know, to bring up the media, a lot of the problem that we also have to deal with is that a lot of what gets put out there, messaging wise. It's just about empty fulfillment. You know, you see these celebrities endorsing essentially fake products, you know? My husband said that, excuse me, my husband said that they're called um, opinionated news. It's not NPR to where they're giving you the facts and telling you where, where you can get the facts again, or like the Independent or New York Post. Fox and CNN is their opinion. It's not... It's not catered to showing the facts. Back in the day it was, but now it's more opinionated. That's why I don't watch Fox or CNN or MSNBC. Like I might see a clip or something, but usually nine times out of 10, I'm searching to see what the hell they're talking about to make sure that I'm not just listening to just them. And I feel that that's what America has done. The thing is, you know, Essentially, what I think they've done is uh, they've made it harder for them to be disproven. 
Right. You know, when you when you stop making solid logical statements and you start making a lot of these emotional narrative ones, mm-hmm. you become harder to pin down. Right. You know, so if what they were trying to do is create a solid narrative of the events, you could challenge that if you had a good set of evidence. You'd say, oh, well, we have this, this and this piece of evidence. So the narrative of events has to be amended and that more easily finishes it. But if you're arguing a narrative, if you're arguing a read on a story where only certain facts were covered, you know, it becomes a lot harder to even get a grip on what the heart of the story is, what the issue is or what's even being talked about. You know, again, we have to recognize how much work is done to make dealing with these issues difficult. Mm-hmm. Like there are, like there are, there's a lot of efforts, generally by those in power, to make it hard for the rest of us on the outside or on the inside, you know, however you want to think about it, right. for the rest of us to really get to that level where we truly, you know, understand what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I, I think a lot of what has to happen is people need to move away from always engaging in these large media platforms. Right. We need to move back to having a more local lifestyle, a a real life lifestyle where your attention is taken up mostly by people that live in your immediate area or that you know for some amount. Right. There's no trust in the world anymore. So I think it has to be restored. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's, it's not feeding us, America. It's just dividing us. Because you have mm-hmm. ones that are just the CNN and you have other ones that's Fox. And it's like, come on, man. Y'all sipping that Jim Crow freaking Kool-Aid. It's like, yeah, really? They both have their problems. They the thing, both, you know, it's pretty, yeah. It's obvious. Like, it's like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's like, I just don't get it. No, I have always been, I love news. I love staying current. You know, that's why I can chatter. <laughs> and I, 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 I. I know a lot of stuff because it's like this to me is like this is my major. I love talking about Malcolm X and and Martin Luther King and and, and stories that my dad had told me and stuff. You know, I, I my dad always said that you know if you don't know who you are, they can always strip more from you. So that's why I always immerse myself in black culture, like really because there are black people that don't know their culture. There are not. And, and well, I would say most people of every culture these days don't know their culture. Right. I know yeah. more about Mexican culture when I be telling people about, um, do you know where they got the word uh, vata or whatever? It's, this is, it's like a mixed mutt, mixed dog or whatever. And and, <clears throat> and and so when I told somebody that, I said, you know, Chicana, I think it stems from there too. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. when you tell people that, I said, yeah, it's a slur. It's like the N-word for you. Yeah. It really is. Like, and they're like, oh my God. I said, I'll Google it. And then I show them and they're like, oh my God, how do you know? I said, because that's the reason why I tell you, you shouldn't go around being racist to other people. You walking around here not knowing that you're saying a racial freaking slur. And how older people words, look at you weird. And power that people don't realize. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, I, I think that's another thing. We all have to learn the power of words. It's too easy today in the, in the age of social media to say some really powerful shit and not have to, you know, understand the significance of it. Right. You know, so... Think there's, before there's, you there's text, man. There's these huge storms of statements and none of us ever have the time to sit down and understand just what the hell is going on with anything anyone is saying because people aren't considering their words. No. You know, like things are rapidly losing their meaning. They it's think, pretty concerning. It's like, look, if I wanted to read a book at two o'clock in the morning, I'd pick up my freaking audible. But sometimes it's like two o'clock in the morning and you're writing theses and stuff. Some of them I will read if it like intrigues me and they're making sense. But then you can tell that they're just ranting and they're not really putting facts or, or statements like the news. So it's like, you know, yeah. I, I try to keep mine nice and short and sweet. I think the longest one I did was on the GoFundMe, but that's because I had to explain why we wanted the money. And so it's like, you know, you have people now that are counteracting like those two um, African-American twins 
that have their platform saying why they hate Black Lives Matter and why why they're hating that um, a lot of people are having GoFundMes and all this, that, and the other. They're, okay, so the reason why we have GoFundMes is because you don't you have to have a foundation. If if the if the county is not going to help you with certain things and you see the disparity, so you have fundraisers. You do fundraisers, and yes, sometimes it has to be uh, uh, tech. Technology has to be the platform for you to to be aware and 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 send your to give people to give money because of COVID. A lot of people probably don't want to drop money near you, so there's that has a play to it. Can't be washing people's cars because they probably think you're sprinkling freaking COVID all in their car. So yes, you have to do little GoFundMe's and, and little technical things. But for African-Americans that have this Auntie Tom complex, I don't get it. I feel that social media has has had it to where there's no censorship no more in anyone's brain. And they go against the grain because I feel they feel they'll get more likes. And I don't like that because it's bullshit. It's bullshit. When you talk, it's like certain things you should just not share on social media because you start the confusion because you have a platform and people know you and you're going against what the Black Lives Matter movement is and you're black. You know? Yeah, and a lot of times all people have to work off of is straw men. You know, they have constructed you know, figures of, of the opposition and they just go, well, this is what's wrong with this kind of a person. But when you're online all the time, you, you don't even, you never actually meet anyone. You no. never actually see how anyone is. And so you don't even know if what you're describing is true. Right. You know, like a lot of times, like you can, you can, you can get the impression and this has happened to me. You know, I used to, I used to use Twitter a lot mm-hmm. and, you know, I would get the impression that's a certain issue you know, it was important or, or, or it had to be taken care of or whatever. But then I realized, hey, that was like a very small corner of things. And I got all wrapped up in that. Right. Just because it's very easy to become in, in, enraged and encased in that sort of, oh, I need to get on this. You know, like right. knowledge takes up our attention. You know, all of this stuff is, is very good. You know, it's like a gambler, you know, or an addict, you know keeps going back to whatever the thing of choice is but this is something that affects us all and i think that's a very relevant thing to remember for those of us in you know the activism sphere because a lot of activism happens online right but that's a double-edged sword Mm -hmm. you know um you know podcasts are a little better stuff like this because you know it's actually two people having a more prolonged conversation right the brain gets a little more time to settle right um but I think in general, we need to have ways of knowing how to take it easy or take it steady, you know, never as a way of diminishing a movement. You know, a lot of times people try to say, hey, guys, take it easy, you know, as a way of kind of taking someone's power away from them. Right. And I recognize that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you are someone who's trying to have power, you need to know how to to take your pace. Right. You know, to to break when you need to, you know, to relax and then come back in you know and and we're constantly flooding ourselves with stimulation right and it 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 makes it makes us less effective in any way yeah because i was was gonna by how by how much there is that we just can't do anything yeah you're 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 empty you're empty Mm -hmm. you have to recharge you know i mean today they're going to fraser park and i was just like i i literally have to go and spend my daughter's birthday today because it was on the 8th and here it is the 14th you know i'm just like i i i I understand i'm always here for y'all but this one i have to set out i have to have a day and i have to focus on other stuff because i have a family but it's like you know you do have to have the recharge and i was watching like cartoons last night and 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 a whole bunch of like just I, I didn't want to be stimulated with watching a character that had their own issues i wanted to watch something to where i could just zone out and not think about what the hell is going on just just 
just having fun because it's like it's, it weighs on you. You feel the anxiety because it feels like, you know, you're just reliving that day when you see some shit. Like you get post-traumatic stress. You can't sleep. I think I would get like two hours of sleep because now, now because the group is growing, I'm, me and my friend are doxing people because now I have to, the out, the outward because of the toxicity of the racism, now I got to go in and, 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 and message people and see what their, their, their motives are. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the reality of it. Yeah. Because it's like, it's exhausting. Now, because it's all on social media and everybody wants to join the group and stuff, but it's cool that they are, but I have to make sure that the group is safe because some people are coming from other places that I see that are anti. And it doesn't mean that they are, maybe they're coming towards us because they say, oh, they're very positive because there's another person that that um and i'm not gonna mention names that records us and i I had doxed him with a couple of people that were on his page and it was like you know you tell me that that you're um biased but you're not telling me the reason why you're biased means that you're against us in my way because usually when someone says that they'll they'll explain why they're biased they don't just say that they're biased right that by itself doesn't mean anything, you know. It doesn't. <laughs> People have learned to just sort of say things that they think should mean something, and sometimes they're kind of getting onto something, but usually people don't even know why they're saying what I they're saying. I was like, um, okay, so you know when you say that, you're supposed to explain why you're biased. Yeah, like bias don't just, towards what? Like, bias towards you, what? You have to have a bias for something. Like, like are you biased both, against? Bias itself isn't a thing. No, <laughs> that's not a word, dude. <laughs> like I'm like not, looking at him. I'm like, it doesn't take place of anything. It's, it's like it's, it's just an a word. Like and a I was thing. waiting. I was waiting, and I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> okay. like you're biased. <laughs> you're biased. Okay. You learned the word today. That's great. Good job, son. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's good job, son. Good, good, good going. And then I was yeah. like, I told Michelle, I said, the motherfucker said he was freaking biased, but I was waiting for him to tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm like, you know, when I say people, I've been saying that people have been stuck on Sesame Street. I think somebody has been listening to my podcast because now they have now they have um, the freaking Sesame Street people talking about racism. Mm, I mean, that's good. Yeah. I mean, really, something a lot of people don't realize, you know, I'll I'll go down these YouTube rabbit holes and I'll start seeing a lot of this stuff of... um, old tv programming you know stuff like uh, mr rogers or stuff they used to put on npr you know right. different talk shows whatever you know it, it ranges from like all different topics but even in stuff like mr rogers a lot of times there were a lot of very honest conversations about serious topics yes in children's television yes you know? he covered topics like political assassination yes like disability like racism Mm-hmm. You know, and it was done in a beautiful way. Yes. It was done in a way that reaffirmed humanity instead of in an ugly way that only causes problems, you know, which is the way that we usually tend to see it, you know, unfortunately, over and over again in our in our overhyped world. Yeah. It's like, man, we used to watch that shit and it was just like, wow, like I have a chance watching that shit in Brooklyn. You know, like you have... Even though you have a gang problem and there is incidences that people are, you know, and stuff, but people will still party with one another. And it's like here to where they have it to where if you're a a country boy crip and then you're an east sider or whatever and stuff and then you're in the park together, if the cops come, they're going to put both of y'all in jail because it's by association. That's ridiculous. That needs to be changed. Can't talk to the person that you live across the street from. That's bullshit. I've yeah, never that's, heard that's of that. That's like a basic issue. You know what I mean? Like, with like that. That's I think everyone. I mean, I've heard these sorts of conversations for a long time, but I don't think they've been effective enough 
because I don't I don't really see a level of awakening society. You know, you, you see hints here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, people you know people start to express that there's you know there's something happening here. You know, right? But but I, I think people really need to like realize, and even I mean myself. You know, I mean, we keep talking about people, people this, people that. I mean, to talk about myself here, you know, I need to be reminded constantly of the fact that there are some very basic problems that we all have yep. as people. You know, and just to 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 know that is to be humbled by it, I think. Yes. You know, and that that's the way to solving it. You know, that's the that has to be the first step to solving any problem on a real level, you know? Because that if you have if you it's like why why would you go against the movement that does not, you know, I I don't care about LA and I don't care about I mean I care about them but I don't care how they run their chapter here we're diverse because everyone is saying when they're there you know we have a transgender that's saying how being discriminated once they find out can't get a job and all this that and other bullshit you know this is bullshit weird we are not in the 1950s and we cannot operate like that we have to write our governor in mass freaking letters and say we do not feel safe here we are not progressing we're going backwards we don't know what's going on we need your help because we live in a liberal town a liberal state but we live in a republican town this has to change this way of living literally has to change and it's going to change because we have too many people that are coming to the group that are coming from other places that they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And then to have that teacher say, I'm going to kill you and your baby. And she's a teacher. Yeah. Here in Kern County. That's just, that, that's, that's, that's just a sign of how how messed up things can really get you know and the, and the fact of the matter is they've always been this bad you know that lady has to have been who she's always been to have said that yep you no know, so in the back of her mind even as she was teaching children she had the possibility to express the desire to harm one yeah yeah. You know, and and you know, I, fair enough. You know, we all have demons to deal with, but there's a lot of dishonesty about the level of work we all have to do to work on them. You know. And the lady yells at her own kind. That's the that's the that's the one that was just like, wow. Like they're they're both the same shade. And she still displaces that much hate. So imagine if she had a black student, she's probably failing them on purpose. Yeah, and many times, see, and that, and that's where it comes into without knowing it. You know, a lot of times, I mean, there are plenty of intentional racists, but a lot of times, you know, your your mentality is so affected that you're, you're not even aware of your own decision-making process. Yes. You know, and it, and it only comes apparent when you're in stress. Right. You know, when the situation is particular, you know, but mm-hmm. all, all of these reactions that we're seeing right now, whether it be, you know, like the unfortunate looting, you know, or whether it be the, you know, really bad reaction by a lot of people on the right. Right. You know, or various different reactions. All of this stuff is always at the back of people's minds and it all acts out in different ways during quote unquote normal life. Right. You know, because right now things are different. You know, there's COVID. There's approaches in the streets, you know, Mm -hmm. the the feel is a little different. Right. But even when the feel isn't different, these forces are still at play in some kind of a way. Right. You know, I I think that that's that's what we have to remember to keep us going as well. Mm -hmm. You know, because it just because it isn't so apparent doesn't mean it's not there. Right. And then it is that that and that's why I'm out there protesting, because my two youngest kids I shouldn't have to be all the way out here in Wasco to be treated like a human or Delano. They have their own can of worms, but it's like they still have the freaking principal come to your house and make you sign a goddamn contract because your kid is failing. Mm -hmm. You know, they still have that somewhat of a community. And I feel that the reason why Delano, Wasco, and McFarland set themselves aside, because they saw the disparity and they saw the racism. 
That should tell you something, Kern County. They're not a part of the Kern County School District. They're like the stepsister or whatever. They're they're like the Hardys of freaking Carl's Jr. They're still a part of Kern County, but Kern County doesn't rule over them. Even the adult school, Alex, even though the adult school is a part of Kern County, if you do anything at Delano, they don't even transfer your stuff. They still said I was not a high school diploma graduate and I already had my high school diploma through Bakersfield Adult, but they don't cross hairs. Dang. Mm-hmm. Because they knew the disparity. If you if you live in Kern County and they're predominantly Filipino and Mexican in all those outskirts, rural areas, and they don't want to be a part of Kern County itself, they probably already knew the disparity. It's like, motherfucker, you were beating us. You were beating us to speak Spanish. So what makes you think that you're going to do us any better for our schools out here? Yeah. That should tell everybody in Kern County. That's why I have this platform because no newscaster is talking about this stuff. Maybe when we share this and people hear this over and over again about talking to real protesters at real time with raw footage, maybe they'll get a clue. Yeah, because it's happening in real life. It, it isn't something that you can keep you know, away from you. This is all real life shit. This is like, real this life is, shit. Yeah. I don't hear I don't hear our local radio stations talking about it. All I hear is yeah, they're protesting block. No. When I tell everyone I want to interview you, it's because I really want to hear what your thoughts are. So then when they see that and they hear this, then they'll say, Oh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I should join. Because I feel the same way too. Because I'm gonna say this again. If you have the movement for save the whales, will you kill all the tilapia or will you save it so you can eat? Are you gonna kill all the baby seals? Are you gonna kill all the sharks? No, the Save the Whales Foundation was there and in place to save all living creatures in the ocean. It's just, it's too many freaking creatures to be trying to protest for just one. So Save the Whales Foundation was to save all creatures that were even flying creatures like seagulls when they had the uh, explosion in the oil. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they had the Dove commercial or Dawn commercial and they were saving the freaking seagulls and washing them. And what was the foundation? Save the fucking whales. So when you say all lives matter, you sound redundant because we are a lesser percentage. If you look in all the states combined, African-Americans are at a lesser percentage. We are like the ball eagle. If they're killing us, if they are killing us at the same rate as white males or female whites, we will go extinct. That's why Black Lives Matter. It's not saying that we're segregating against anybody in our organizations because I see all around the world, people from France and everything, and y'all are so ignorant. Y'all are so ignorant. People from France aren't even Americans and they're marching the freaking uh, uh, streets for change. But Kern County, it's like, you're so ignorant. You have the whole world saying Black Lives Matter, and you're still saying, well, all lives matter. It's like disgusting on the coworkers that I used to work with to say some stupid ass shit like that. It's like, so when you were saying hi to me, is that what you really thought? Yeah, because you know, when someone says all lives matter, all they're saying is that there's somebody, they're part of the system that allows the problem to continue. Right. You know, if you if you feel the need to contradict the statement Black Lives Matter by saying all lives matter, that kind of <laughs> exposes the entire problem. You know, it's like, right. well, why should you even like, that's what we're saying. Why aren't you over here? Like, <laughs> why aren't you over here? Because we know, want like, equality for all. And a lot of times, you know, I mean, it can be difficult. You know, I mean, people 
Well, I mean, let, let me give, let me give a specific example that sort of irked me a little bit. Hold I, on, I, I before you do that, before you do that, we'll we'll be right back. Hold on. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. All right. All right. So let me let me give a specific example of a lot of this kind of mentality that I see, and I think it's a little dumb, maybe even disgusting, you know. Um, but people will say, you know, look at these other lives, you know. Oh, you know, you Black Lives Matter. Well, what about these people? They were killed by Black people. Why? 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 Why is there no march for them? And they say it as if people that are protesting for Black Lives are personally responsible for the crimes of street criminals (laughs) just because they're trying to advocate for the color of the skin right you know there's even that is a racist tactic you know because instead of trying to approach the situation as saying look we all have to make sure that we keep each other safe that we continue promoting the cause of humanity you know and let's avoid murders you know let's avoid you know i mean of course you know you know what i mean i mean that's the critical right let's avoid murders that that's a simple message but one that we need to continue to say no, but instead of having that, it's an accusatory thing. Yeah. Oh, why don't you care about these people? Where it's like, look, all we're doing is trying to say, look, there, there is a problem here that people ignore. And why is it that people love to just bring up some other example that people ignore as a way to defeat everything? Yeah. And nothing gets done. You know, like I, I see this all the time. You know, people like to bring out their token example that sort of messes up the pattern a little bit. But if you really look at it, that's just them pulling out a red herring and saying, look at this. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> the original thing never gets addressed. Right. You know, because it, it, it is not these people who come up with these sorts of arguments that care any bit about solving black on black crime. Right. Even though they complain about it all the time, you know, they don't actually care to know that there are many, many foundations that are focused on that. Same thing with, you know, I'm, I'm Hispanic, I'm Latino, you know, mm-hmm. same thing with Latino on Latino crime. A lot of times, I, and I see these white conservatives saying, oh, you know, uh, you don't even care about your own communities. And it's like, who told you that? <laughs> you know, like there's, like there's only so much violence in our communities because of the depths of the problem of the system right. and of the many different sorts of economic, uh, you know, psychological problems that people right. have. You know, I mean, you know, it's not to legitimize the actions. You know, I don't think it's good for someone to become a gangster. I don't think it's good for someone to become a drug dealer. But they do but it because are, they, take the families, they take yeah, the family. They take the family unit. There's a certain situation, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and the thing is that situation is created by some people less than others. You know, like there are people that benefit from the fact that there are so many people that choose to live those kinds of lives those opportunities are made you know it's very difficult to want to say hey you know what i, I want to do something dangerous that might end my life and that's looked down on by society you gotta already be in a messed up place to even yep. think of that as an alternative well because the you welfare know? system but, doesn't but, allow but instead of being part couples. of a solution people just want to bring up all other examples mm-hmm. you know and it's like it's like, wow, you really just want to defeat the conversation. The, you know, thing, people... the thing that kills me with that statement is, is that usually when I'm driving Uber with that statement, when I, yeah. and I and I see like, you know, a white person in disparity, I'm still going into a gated community. Usually when the girl is on the down on her look or a guy is down on her look, more than likely, I think there's only uh, two families that you know <clears throat> that I've seen that lived in like the trailer parks or whatever but they always say that they have people that are in their family that have money they just choose not to ask because you know they 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 make them feel ashamed right you know you have that racism too but there if mm-hmm. something happens I bet your bottom dollar they'll bail them out. And that's the problem that we have. You have black people and Latinos that are getting incarcerated for the same things that they do, but they might have someone that's in their corner that has money that can bail them out. Yeah, we're, we're already at a disadvantage. We're already at a disadvantage. So that's why the movement yeah. is so pro- profoundly correct. 
It's because you still have more money on the Monopoly game. We're still trying to play with two dollars and seventy-five cents. Hell yeah! You know, and 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 and, and it's like you know, I, I would have loved to be a nurse. But my my parents kicked me out at a young age, didn't have nobody, started when I was homeless here with me and my daughter on King Street 20-something years ago. You know, I worked my way as a CNA. People would laugh at me because I, I, I would bring cereal from WIC to eat. And it's like, you know, I I am not ashamed of it because I tell people it because you can't have a testimony without the test. And you have to keep those in your pocket to where when I see those homeless people, I tell them I was homeless too. And if I could get out of it, you could get out of it. But there are so many people that are homeless that they think that they're bourgeois and they don't want to share their story. And shame on you. That's another thing we need to fix. You know, you shouldn't have to be Anton Fisher to share your fucking story. You don't have to be. But when I talked to them and I said, and it breaks my heart because if I had money right now, I'd give you a week to stay in a hotel. So at least you have a week to be off the street. Cause that, that sickens me that you have to sleep behind a church and the church can't even open their freaking doors for you to sleep on a pew. Yeah, which is already barely even a living circumstance. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, it's like you're taking really the collection. Exactly what are you doing in the community? Yeah. There's two bums that come, transits that come to our, our locations. And the other one, okay, so the first one says, it said, so what did the homeless shelter tell you? And the homeless shelter tells to the, the first one, we're not going to name names, but the first one, he tells me, oh, well, when COVID happened, they said that we're um, over capacity and we can't accept you, right? That's the first one. Then I, a couple of days later, I met the other guy because he's so fast. He usually stays around, but he says he has anxiety. So he'll be there for like five minutes or whatever. And I, I think he has a bike and then he'll just, he'll just leave. And then I asked him, I said, so what did the homeless shelter tell you? He says, oh, they just said that they're all the way shut down. They're not accepting anyone. True. So now if you're telling 50% of the population due to COVID, and then you're telling the other population that they're shut down. And then when they themselves go and make a complaint and no one's unison in their complaint, they can never get in trouble for shunning someone because the majority of them will never go because they don't know the rules to complain on them. But then they're diminished because of what they said to each person. It was a different narrative. If you don't have all the people saying the same thing, you can't never get in trouble. Yeah. That's what they do here in Kern County. Yeah, and I think that's what they have to start. You know, we have, we have to not operate under that because uh, there's a lot of different bits mm -hmm. to understanding it. So not everyone is going to be saying the same thing. It's, you know, the, the struggle is trying to make sense of things that don't always all make sense together. But you can't just ignore certain bits of information just because they don't sit right with you. Mm-hmm. And how, how you know, the sheriff departments in Los Angeles, because it's a shorter drive, they they would they would drop patients off in the ERs and then they give them 200 and something dollars for the Greyhound. And I've had to process a couple of those checks to pay for their doctor bills because they hitched a ride. And I said, well, where are you coming from? I'm coming from Los Angeles. They said that you have a good homeless plan here. Like they're like they're 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 signing in to to, to a, a freaking hotel. Right. But you know, we're gonna have to talk about this a little later because my phone's dying. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's it from Kiki and Navrat's Turd Talk. I hope you guys really, really just listen with an open heart. The disparity here in Kern County 
it is so out of out of whack right now so out of whack and and i can literally tell you that i can possibly be here forever talking about it but i'm going to be here to tell you guys the truth so when you hear this podcast i want you to share it because if we don't share then no one's gonna know what the hell is going on we are in a war against segregation and mistreating people that's why i'm doing this podcast so with that we're out love and trust one another be a better community and have a blessed day